0: Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Psalm 106, verse number 32, it does kind of encapsulate uh, what we're going to be looking at in Numbers uh, chapter 20. And of course, it's uh, where God told Moses to speak to the rock, he smote the rock twice Uh, And the other time is Exodus 17 when God did say smite the rock and then gave water from it. But now uh, in Numbers chapter 20, he said speak to the rock and he uh, smote the rock uh, twice. But Psalm 106 verse 32. Israel, they angered him, Moses, also at the waters of strife so that it went ill with Moses for their sake. Because they provoked his spirit. And by the way, right here, this is where for this moment... He lost his leadership because he's not leading them. They're leading him. They're provoking him. He's not leading them. Uh, They're stirring up that uh, anger in him. And so, uh, 32, they angered him. And then verse number 33, because they provoked his spirit so that he spake unadvisedly with his lips. They angered him. They provoked him. They angered him. They provoked him, be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, an angry man stirreth up strife. In 32, they angered him, uh, verse number 33, they provoked him, uh, and he spake unadvisedly uh, with his lips, even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And I think all of us have seen friendships burn to the ground from that little fire. I, I, I think we wouldn't have to look long to see marriages and homes just in a smoldering heap from that little fire, that, that tongue. When we ring the bell that we can't unring uh, and when we send in the arson investigators to see where did that fire start? Where did that, that, that building that was engulfed in flames, that, that relationship that was engulfed in flames, hey, where did that fire start? What exactly was said before that friendship was burned to the ground? Uh, what words were used before that, that relationship is now in a, a smoldering heap? What, what tone? What, what tone was the, the, the topic that, that caused that situation to be engulfed in flames? He spake unadvisedly. He spake unadvisedly. God advises, speak evil of no man, but he spake unadvisedly with his lips. God advises, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but he spake unadvisedly uh, with his lips. God advises, let your speech be always with grace. Always with grace. But Moses spake unadvisedly. Uh, he he advises a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold, pictures of silver, but he spoke unadvisedly with his lips. An arson investigation as we look at Numbers 20, Numbers 20, all the damage that was done uh, in Numbers chapter 20, uh, we have to note first. He was going through some stuff. Uh, Moses was, before he, he was angry, saying, you rebels, and then uh, striking that rock twice, and, uh, and then uh, all the damage that was done. Uh, look at it in verse number 1. number chapter 20, verse number 1. Then came the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, into the desert of Zen in the first month, and the people abode in Kadesh, and Miriam died there. Miriam, his sister, died there. By the way, she was the one, she was the reason he's still alive today, because she would have been the one that, that, that ark of bulrushes and the Nile River, uh, she was the one that kept his life uh, alive when the boy babies were being killed. And so Moses here, uh, he's got some internal pain, some personal pain going on uh, when his sister Miriam died there uh, and was buried uh, there. Uh, the personal problems that he had on the inside, uh, and then being attacked publicly on the outside. Look at it, verse number two. Uh, verse number one, Miriam died, that loss, that hurt, uh, that that sister he loved, that, that they're so close, they were so close. Uh, and then verse number two, there was no water for the congregation as he's mourning as he's processing as he's going through that that loss of a loved one and they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and the people chowed with Moses they they were biting and devouring they were nipping at his heels they angered him they provoked him not only with Personal pain on the inside, but then uh, public attacks on the outside. Uh, He also was carrying a whole lot of emotional baggage from those people. He was leading. Look at verse number 3. And the people chode with Moses and spake, saying... Would God that we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. Now, uh, they're referencing Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Remember those guys, how oh, uh, the, the earth swallowed them up, and then the 250 men, that, that fire came down, and then uh, 14,700 men were, were, were plagued. Boy, they're, they're uh, uh, associating with them, our, our brethren, our brethren, they're our brothers, there are people. Look at it. Uh, would God that we had died when our brethren, Korodathan and Abiram, uh, those 250 renowned, famous in Israel, and then the 14,700 before the Lord. And why have you, why have ye brought up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness that we, well it became an us, them, and us, them. Uh, not with Koradathan and Abiram, that's us. Uh, not with the 250, that's us. Uh, not with the 14,700, that's us, that's us. But you, us, them, us, them, why have you brought us to the, look at it, verse number four, and why have you brought up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness that we and our cattle should die here? And wherefore have ye, there it is again, us, them, us, them, uh, uh, wherefore have ye made us to come up out of Egypt to bring us into this evil place? Uh, It is no place of seed or of figs or of vines or of pomegranates, don't forget what they brought back from the promised land that they refused to go in. Uh, Don't forget that land flowing with milk and honey. They were so delusional for a while. Wait, this isn't pomegranates. This isn't what what was promised. Yeah, what was promised was going into the promised land. But because of their faith said no, now they're wandering in the wilderness. They're delusional. They're referencing Egypt uh, as a land flowing with milk and honey a couple chapters back. And so they're blaming him. Uh, Why did you make us come out of Egypt to kill us? Uh, This place that's barren. Uh, There's no pomegranates here. You have no business leading us. You're a bad leader. You're a bad teacher. Uh, And can't you imagine Moses thinking, I don't get paid enough to go through this. (laughs) I don't want to have to go through this. I'm not going to put up with this. Look at verse number 6. And so he has personal pain. He's processing on the inside. Miriam died. Miriam died. Uh, And then uh, he has that public attack on the outside. He's been going through that quite a while. And now uh, he's carrying a whole lot of baggage, emotional baggage that they're putting on him. Six. Uh, And Moses and Aaron went from the presence uh, uh, of the assembly under the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they fell upon their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. The glory of the Lord appeared unto them. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying... Take the rod, gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock. Say that with me. Speak ye unto the rock, just so we're not confused. Speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth his water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So shalt thou give the congregation and their beasts to drink. And so Moses, yes, he's hearing from God, but he's not talking to God. Uh, yes, he's hearing the Word of God, but he's not sharing his hurts and his emotions uh, and that, 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 that confusion and that, that even that angst that he has going through this. Hey, he never shared that with the Lord, and so uh, he's reading the Word, he's hearing the Word, but, but he hasn't settled his heart. He's still boiling, seeing red, he's hot. Look at verse number 9. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord uh, as he commanded him, And Moses and Aaron gathered the the congregation together before the rock and he spake unadvisedly with his lips. He spake unadvisedly with his lips and he said unto them, "Hear now ye rebels must we fetch you water out of this rock. And Moses lifted up his hand and with his uh, rod he smote the rock twice. That Suppressed anger started spilling out. Those unresolved, unprocessed emotions started to spill over. Uh, That that flare, that flame ignited a horrific uh, blaze. And right here, this is where his life was never the same again. Uh, His future potential was was cut off. Uh, His building began to be burned down. Because of the unresolved anger. Because of the emotions boiling over. Uh, because everything, that tongue, that, that fire, that sudden uncontrolled expression, outburst of ringing a bell verbally that you'll never be able to unring. Uh, and just by way of introduction, eventually we'll get to the outline, but uh, by way of introduction, notice in his speech what was silent. What was silent. Verse 7 uh, he was supposed to speak to the rock. He was supposed to speak to the rock. Uh, he didn't stop and speak to the rock. Yes, he heard the word of God. and uh, Yes, he would have been in church and he, he heard the word of God. Yes, he uh, read his Bible per se. Uh, but he never spoke to the rock. And of course, 1 Corinthians ten four, they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. He spoke to the rebels before he spoke to the rock. He spoke to the rebels before he spoke to the rock. Psalm 61, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I found that I always speak better to people if I first spent time speaking to the rock. Uh, I've I found that, that I uh, have my speech a little more governed and uh, a little more seasoned with grace and uh, it, it's not a corrupt uh, conversation I have. Uh, I've always found it to be better uh, after I've spent some time speaking with the Lord, speaking with the rock. Uh, if I do that first, then uh, when I speak to other people, it always comes out uh, better. And you say, well, uh, God spoke to him. Yes, but he never spoke to god he never spoke uh, to the rock i really want to spend time speaking with the rock before i spend time speaking with everyone else and so what was silent well he didn't do that he was silent about that Uh, notice also what was spiteful here now ye rebels ye rebels here now ye rebel now keep in mind Uh, This isn't the first time they've been biting and devouring, nipping at his heel. Uh, It's not the first time, but this is the first time that Moses went over the top. By the other times, the other times, and I think this time was different uh, because he was going through personal pain. Miriam dying, Miriam being buried. Uh, the memories he had with Miriam, he never was able to process that, never able to deal with that, uh, never able to upload, to unload, uh, to cast his burdens upon the Lord uh, 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 with that. Uh, and, and so I do think that, that that's what affected him here. What was silent, he didn't speak to the rock. Uh, what was spiteful, what was spiteful, they angered him and so he attacked them. Uh, they, they provoked him and so he pushed back at them. Uh, they they disrespected him, and so he demeaned them. Uh, what was spiteful, but then notice what was showing in his speech, the pride, the pride. Uh, only by pride cometh contention. He took it so well before, and of course uh, Moses was the meekest man uh, on the entire earth. But even the meekest man, when he's pushed and provoked, and pushed and provoked, uh, and if he's not dealing with it the right way, boy, the the pride, the pride that was showing. Look at 10. He said unto them, Hear now, ye rebels. Look at the next phrase. Must we fetch you water from the rock? Must we fetch you water out of this rock? Hey, Moses. Moses, Really? Uh, you're, you're adding yourself to what God's doing, uh, what, what part do you have in getting that water from the rock? And, uh, and how much of that energy is from you, and how much is it from God? Uh, when, when that miracle happens, the red sea parting, that miracle happens, those bitter water sweetening, when that, that miracle happens, that, that, the quail coming in, when that, that miracle happens, here, uh, the water from the rock, are you really trying to take credit for what only God is able to do. And so, uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, that pride, that pride, uh, that pride that's being pushed uh, is starting to show. But then, uh, also notice what was sabotaging. His uh, speech, the silence of it. His speech, the spite in it. His his speech, the, 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 the pride showing uh, with it. But then, uh, what was sabotaging? Look at verse 11. And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod, he smote, the rock twice. He smote the rock twice. And we know that he struck out at the people. We know that. Rebels. Rebels. He struck out at the people, but at the same time, he struck out at Christ. He struck out at Christ. The rock that followed them was Christ. And so as he's striking out at them, rebels, at the same time, he's striking out at the lord jesus christ and before someone objects on that stretch didn't christ say when you've done it unto one of the least of these my brethren you've done it unto me how about paul saul rode to damascus when when that light he fell to his knees and then christ said saul saul why persecutest thou me i think saul would be saying I, I, I've never met you until now. I, I uh, don't think I've ever persecuted you. Now, there's Christians that I've, uh, I've taken from their houses, put in jail. There's, there's Christians that I've, uh, I've headed up the stoning of, uh, of Stephen. But but, but, but but the Lord would say, if you're doing it to them, if you're doing it to them, you are, in effect, doing it to me. So he struck out at them, rebels, He struck out at Christ, uh, and at the same time, he struck out in the ministry. When we strike out at people, we're striking out at Christ, and at the same time, we're striking out in the ministry. I've often wondered, uh, that rod, that staff, that that Moses took and, and, and he hit that rock uh, once and then he uh, hit that rock uh, again. Uh, I've often wondered if that rain of almonds was just uh, riddling the ground when he did that. Uh, I've often wondered when he struck and, and then he, he struck to the blossoms and blooms. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm talking about three chapters ago. Remember when we talked about the other time they were saying... Uh, you're taking too much upon you. We're holy like you're holy, and uh, we can lead as well as you can lead. And then God said, uh, take one staff from every one of the tribes and put one name, the, the leader of that tribe, on that staff, and the one that blooms and blossoms and bears fruit. Uh, the one that the alum, uh, the almonds bud from, that's the one that I've chosen to lead my people. Anybody remember that at all? Uh, and it was Aaron's rod the same thing as Moses' staff. It's one the same. And so it's God's stamp of approval on them. It's God's authentication concerning them. It's that, that verification from God that, that these are the ones that I've chosen. These are the ones that I've chosen. And so now anytime Israel looks at Moses or Aaron and they have that staff, they have that rod, boy, they would know that's who God chose to lead us. That's who God chose to lead us. But now that Moses struck out at them, and in turn, struck out at Christ, boy, he also struck out in the ministry. That's why Titus talks about a bishop must not be soon angry. Neither a striker. A bishop should not be soon angry. Rebels... Uh, and not a striker smiting the rock twice. Uh, and then when he lifts up that that previously blooming and blossoming and, and flowering and almonds uh, all over that rod, uh, all over that staff after striking twice, uh, I, I do think the next time he lifted it up, boy, there wasn't any fruit on it. There weren't any blossoms on it. Uh, there wasn't any flowerings on it. And you say, Pastor, how does that apply to us? But people can tell if we're walking with the Lord, if we're a spiritual person, by the fruit of the Spirit. The love, joy, goodness, meekness, temperance, gentleness, peace. Uh, We we, we can see who's walking in the Spirit. Uh, We can see who's filled with the Holy Spirit of God by the fruit of the Spirit, uh, those blossoms, those blooms, those buds, that fruitfulness in their life. Uh, I I do think that uh, when, as parents, uh, we've all been there, we've been short at times, maybe uh, curt at times, and uh, and we need to be careful because uh, the next time we hold up that that, that rod, that staff because, because I said so as we uh, lash out and then we lash out and then uh, our leadership uh, is absolutely anemic. That God-given authority that we have, and I think that's why it says, uh, fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. Rebels, striking out, uh, and we're striking out. Uh, and so I do know this, whether that picture is accurate or not, and I do think it is. Uh, Whether that picture is accurate or not, we know what disqualified Moses from going into the promised land, right? Do we know what it was? It was this right here. It was this right here. Uh, He spake unadvisedly with his lips, and it went ill. It went ill with Moses. There were repercussions because of that. And if you want to see it, look at verse number 12. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. Uh, You won't go to the land that I've promised you because of what you've done. Therefore ye shall not, ye shall not, because of this, bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. Uh, Is anybody with me so far? I want to give you just some practical takeaways from this, though, that that he was in a bad place. He lost his sister, uh, just buried her, didn't process it. Uh, It was still fresh with him. And then uh, the public attack, uh, the pride maybe flaring up, and then the emotional baggage, uh, and then hearing it one more time, hearing it one more time, they're complaining again, they're complaining again, and uh, then that temper uh, rears its ugly head, striking out, Striking out, striking out. Boy, keeping our cool or how to manage our emotions. Put down number one, finally, we got to do it quickly. Uh, Resolve to change. Resolve to change. Boy, just put a stake in the ground and say, I'm going to start working on my temper. Uh, I'm going to start working on those uncontrolled flare ups, those emotions that. That when I say what I shouldn't say, when I say it the way I shouldn't say it, way I'm going to resolve to change. Proverbs 25, He that hath no rule over his own spirit, control, control, being governed by God. Uh, the spirit of God controlling the spirit of man. Um, he that hath no control over his own spirit is like a city that's broken down and without walls. Proverbs 16, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth controls his spirit than he that taketh a city. And I think the first point is is, is helping us to understand we have a choice. Well, that's just how I am. No, we have a choice. Well, that's how I was raised. No, we have a choice. We have a responsibility to make sure we're not flaring up, popping off, ringing a bell that we can't unring, we have the ability to respond. We have the responsibility uh, for that. And, and uh, you've seen it before: couples that are chipping and chirping and just—it's getting—it's a heated time of fellowship. Uh, and, and then I mean, well, you do that and that, and you're never and you always. And then uh, the phone rings. Hello. And uh, oh, yeah, sweetie, sweetie, it's for you. Boy, resolve to change. You can control that. Uh, but you refuse, you don't choose to control that. Uh, on the way to church, if you weren't always late, I'm going to be late again, and uh, you're not ready, and then this and that, and then just uh, it, it's flaring, it's flaring, it's flaring. And then you get out of the car, and this is the day the Lord hath made. And and uh, we can make the change if we're motivated to make the change. And so number one, resolve to change. Number two, remember the cost. Remember the cost. Proverbs 29 an angry man stirreth up strife. An angry man. And a furious man aboundeth in transgression. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, I'm going to start working on this. I'm going to change this. Uh, I need to get a governor on this. Uh, and the way I'm going to do it, so number one, resolve to change. Number two, remember the cost. Boy, how that, that little fire kindled such a great matter. That entire forest being burned down by one careless match that's thrown out. Uh, losing the respect of others, the love of people that you love most, the, your children's respect, the, the spouse or a, a friend of a lifetime. We can destroy in two minutes what it's taken 20 years to build. Just by flaring off. Flaring up. Remember the cost. Uh, there's that National Park Ranger that, that showed, found the skeletons of these two um, rams that were, were, were deer that were biting and biting each other and just biting uh, And eventually their, their horns got interlocked to the point that they must have ended up starving to death because when he found them, those horns were interlocked. Boy, it's arson because you're not burning down someone else's house. You're setting fire to your own house. Uh, The smoldering heap isn't going to be someone else's house. That smoldering heap uh, is going to be your house. When he struck out at them, he struck out at Christ. He struck out in the ministry. Uh, And if you want to see it, uh, how the effect, the effect that it has, uh, it affected his family. Look at verse number 22. Down towards the end of the chapter, 22. The children of Israel, even the whole congregation, journeyed from Kadesh, Came unto Mount Hor, and the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in Mount Hor by the coast of the land of Edom, saying, "Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, for he shall not enter into the land which I have given unto the children of Israel." It's interesting to me that that Moses is the one that popped off, that flared up, that 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 anger was overflowing. He's the, the, the one the spark came from. Uh, it, but Aaron, Aaron, his family, he had just lost his sister, Miriam, at the top of the chapter. Uh, and now Aaron, Aaron, shall be gathered unto his people, for he shall not enter into the land which I have given unto the children of Israel, because, because ye rebelled against my word at the water of Meribah. And of course, ye is a plural, because both of you, uh, and if I was Aaron, I would be saying it was mainly him, mainly. Yeah, he was the one. I wasn't holding it. Mainly him. Uh, but, but it's almost as if, yeah, but Aaron, you weren't checking it up. You weren't helping him out. Uh, you weren't intervening. You weren't talking him down. Uh, you weren't calming his spirit. Uh, and so both of you were leading together. Uh, I'm holding both of you responsible for this. Boy, that flare-up uh, affected his family. And so, number one, resolve to change. Okay, I need to work on this. I need to improve this. Number two, uh, remember the cost. Uh, Number three, reflect before countering. Reflect before countering. Uh, Some people talk about count to 10. Uh, I can count to 10 pretty quick. So anyway, maybe count to 20, whatever you need. Uh, Just just reflect before countering uh, how is what I'm going to say going to affect that person Going to affect my testimony, going to affect my relationship with Him. But reflect before countering. Proverbs 29 A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. A wise man keepeth it until afterwards. And of course, uh, we're talking about uh, that, those cutting comments, that, that, that those words that are flaring up, that anger pouring over, and uh, saying things that, that you'll wish you hadn't have said the way you wish you'd never said them uh, uh, is, is basically the same as Ephesians 4 where it says, let no corrupt, corrupting, damaging, destructive, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace. And so reflect. Okay, how am I saying this? How will it be taken? Uh, Do they have the context? Is my spirit right? And yes, there's times when we need to be stern. There's times when we need to really just be, be very pointed in what we say, but it should never be because we've lost our temper. Uh, I do like the, the, uh, the scene of when Christ goes into the temple and they have uh, money changers and he flips the tables of the money changers. He loses his temper. He does not lose his temper. Boy, he's co- governing it. It's a controlled thing. He flips the money uh, changers' tables... Uh, The coins could be easily picked up. He drives the cattle out of the temple, easily picked up. Uh, But the ones that had the doves, he told them, he told them, because if they are loosed, if they're released, they could never get them back. And so uh, it's a very governed thing. It's a very controlled thing. He loses his temper. He never loses his temper. By the way, immediately on the heels of that, he ends up healing someone. Uh, and if he's just out of control, which we know he's not, but if he's just out of control, uh, he's not going to go from that level all the way to, okay, now let me bless you and heal you. And, uh, and and so there are times where we have to be stern, but we should never be out of control like Moses, rebels, striking the rock and now striking out in ministry. Number four, quickly, uh, release it carefully. Release it carefully. And of course, buildings can be demolished two ways. Uh, They can either uh, explode, which is point number one, or they can implode, which is point number two. Both of them uh, ends up leveling the building. Uh, Exploding, remember that a couple of years ago, the row home in Baltimore, the gas leak, and and I mean that house was just gone. Uh, It exploded. Uh, uh, Blocks away, houses away, windows were shattered from that explosion. Uh, that house is gone, T- takes others with it. Uh, the implode, and, and by that I mean uh, an angry person isn't always loud and furious. Sometimes they're silent and quiet uh, and just bitter. Both ways, your building is being burned down both ways. Uh, whether you explode or whether you implode, explode. A fool's wrath is presently known. Explode. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly implode implode uh, is someone that just never processes i think that that moses kind of did both miriam died struggling with that and then publicly attacked carrying that baggage Uh, he exploded and i think also uh, it was because of that internal that internal uh, the right way to release it carefully is to unload uh, or to upload casting all your care upon him uh, the lord for he careth for you and didn't David do that the best way? I mean, he was just totally honest with God. I hate these uh, these enemies of you and break their teeth. And and some of the some of his psalms are just wow. I mean, this is just incredible. But 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 he knew that if he was feeling it, God knew it. God knew it. Uh, and so he would just kind of be open and honest with God as he he cast his care upon uh, upon the Lord. He unloaded. He uploaded. He dealt with it. And Moses, yes, had God speak to him, but he never, in this passage, did he speak to the Lord. Uh, The Keokuk Lock and Dam, I grew up in Fort Madison, Iowa, 18 miles south of Mississippi River, they had locks and dams where, where they would govern, Susquehanna has one. Uh, similar to, I don't know if they have a a lock, they do have a dam where they release the water. But In in Keokuk, a boat would go in at the higher level uh, and then slowly they would release the water so that boat would uh, go all the way down. It took Uh, an hour. It took a long time for it to get all the way down uh, to the level of water. It carefully released it. It carefully released it. Uh, It was a helpful thing. It was something that helped navigate the Mississippi, those big barges that would come through. Uh, And so uh, it would release, it would release, it would release, it would release. Um, I was in Estes Park, Colorado, when one of the big floods happened. Uh, There was a a a pond, a lake up above us where we were staying in the cabin, uh, and the wall uh, of of the dam, uh, whether it eroded or whether the rain ended up putting too much stress on it, that dam burst. Uh, it exploded open and the water started, started rushing down. Uh, we got word and quickly packed anything we could get our hands on, put it in a bag, it drove all the way down. Uh, and we went up to higher ground as we watched how that explosion, uncontrolled releasing of water, just shredded cabins and houses were twisted off their foundation and the muck, mire, the dirt uh, floating through the town. Uh, it's the difference between releasing it carefully releasing it purposefully releasing it intentionally uh, or or the other hand it just builds up to where i just uh, flare up and it just uh, ends up uh, pouring out and so uh, uh, the discretion of a man deferreth his anger he that is slow to wrath is of great understanding he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry for it. anger resteth in the bosom of fools quickly two more two more points rely on God's control, rely on God's control, God's Spirit controlling your spirit, God's Spirit controlling your spirit, rely on God's control. Uh, and then lastly, number six, reverse the cycle, reverse the cycle. Well, I, I come from a uh, long line of rageaholics, that's just the way it is, and uh, my great-great-granddaddy was, was a rageaholic, and my great-granddaddy was a rageaholic, and my Granddaddy, and my dad, and I am, and uh, just generations of them. But reverse the cycle. Reverse the cycle. Exodus 34-7, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, and upon the children's children under the third and fourth generation. But it doesn't have to be that way if you reverse the cycle. I think that's why Proverbs 22 says, Make no friendship with an angry man. Uh, and with a furious man thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways. By the way, that's the same chapter where it says, train up a child in the way he should go. Same chapter. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Can you imagine how Moses must have felt? Forty years uh, preparing, uh, and then surrendering, and going back, and uh, leading God's people, and uh, everything he had to go through, everything he saw from the Lord, but all, 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 all of the events that took place, uh, as he led them to the promised land, but he was unable to go into the promised land. Uh, listen to it in Numbers 27. We're done. And the Lord said unto Moses, Get thee up into this Mount uh, Abiram, or Nebo, Nebo, And see the land which I have given unto the children of Israel. But he could see it. He could see it. And when thou hast seen it, when you've seen it, when you've viewed it, thou also shall be gathered unto the people as Aaron thy brother was gathered, because... For ye rebelled against my commandment in the desert of Zen in the strife of the congregation to sanctify me at the water before their eyes. That is the water of Meribah in Kadesh in the wilderness of Zen. And of course, the back reference is verse number 13 in our passage. This is the water of Meribah because the children of Israel strove there. I'll be honest with you. Um, uh, My temper... Um, was probably one of the biggest things I had to work on um, in Bible college. I didn't get saved till I was eighteen, and so I didn't grow up with all the memory verses and I didn't get to go to children's church and in training uh, character and didn't go to Christian school and saved when I was eighteen years old. Um, but I knew that, that okay, if, if God's going to use me in ministry, this is something that I need to figure out. I need to uh, get victory over. The Lord needs to, to uh, get me through uh, some of these flare-ups that I had. Um, and God has given me, praise the Lord, great success over it. I can almost gauge, though, um, I- am I walking as close as I should be walking? Because uh, I don't know that it's totally ever eradicated. And uh, any time, man, it seems like I'm a little short. seems like I'm a little curt. Seems like I'm a little, too, a little too pointed with that comment. Uh, it's a light on that, that dashboard that says, boy, I need to speak to the rock. I need to spend time with the Lord. Uh, I need to make sure that I'm walking with God like I should be walking with God because I should not be responding like this. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.